Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee. Glad you're here. Welcome to the Stronger Marriage Podcast with Trey and Lee. On this podcast, you'll hear real topics about real life. They cover everything from married sex to raising kids to loving your spouse so much that you're willing to forgive them for occasionally being the most annoying person in the world. Trey and Lee have raised four boys, been married over 30 years, and somehow still really like each other. And now, live from the metropolis of Childress, Texas, a place so flat you can watch your dog run away for three days. Here are your hosts for the Stronger Marriage Podcast, Trey and Lee Morgan. Hey guys, thanks for joining us. We are glad you're here. Welcome. Thanks for being a part of the Stronger Marriage Podcast and listening to us every other week. We're doing this bi-weekly now, and we're honored that you join in. Yes, it is 106 degrees in Childress, Texas today. Aren't you glad we're not there? And I am so thankful we're not there, yes. We are We are recording from the mountains of New Mexico, where it is currently 71 degrees. We're, we're, just, we're still a little bit amazed. Uh, I like 71 much better than 106. Yes, and I am very sorry for all of you who are in Texas enduring that heat right this minute. Yeah, it's not a a good thing right now. But uh, yeah, we are doing some classes up in uh, Red River, New Mexico for a family encampment where a bunch of families get together every June. Uh, There'll be about 1,500 people to 2,000 people and... We generally do some classes on marriage or relationship or family, and this year Lee's doing some classes for the ladies, and uh, I'm going to be talking to some folks about uh, uh, some stuff, and we're excited to be a part of it again this year. We and are. We're actually not talking marriage and family no, at, at the camp this yeah. year. They gave us some different topics, so we're excited Which about that. Which is kind of good. Uh, sometimes we get kind of stuck on the same ones. Right. And we get pigeonholed right there. Yeah, we, That's okay. We know a few things more than that. <laughs> a few. Just a few. Uh, just, just a few. But uh, today we're talking about uh, the importance of marriage to your children. Yeah. Uh, things that kids need to see in your marriage. And, and this is so important because I don't think a lot of marriages realize how important the fact that you're modeling how to do marriage to your kids and why that's important, that that's just such a big deal. That is just that is just a huge thing. There are some things that your children need to see from you um, that you've got to be showing them. They're, and and they're, we always say it in our workshop, our family workshop that we do, that your kids are in your school of marriage. You're you're teaching them about marriage. Yeah, good or bad. They're they're learning the good from you. They're learning the bad from you. And hopefully, we're teaching them. More good, uh, more good things, you know, than we are bad habits, and and that's uh, that is very true. We want our marriage to be a blessing to our children, and not a curse. Yes, and because your children are gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna expect someday to have a marriage like yours, and so what you're modeling. If you've got sons, uh, your your children, your boys that you've got, if you've got boys. They're watching mom and how she treats dad and thinking this is what I should expect someday for a a wife to treat me. And if they're watching their dad, they think, okay, this is how I'm supposed to treat my mom. And so this is really important. If you've got daughters, it's the other way around. Yeah. Uh, The daughters are watching mom going, okay, so this is how I'm supposed to treat my future husband. And 
and and what to expect from yes. a future husband you know yeah yeah because if she's dating a jerk and she goes this guy's not nearly as nice to me as my dad is to my mom hopefully he'll go she'll go i gotta find me somebody else that's as good to me as my dad is to my mom exactly that's and, important and you i, I just wanted to back up because you said something that that made me think uh you know you said Hopefully your marriage is a blessing and not a curse. If you grew up in a home where your parents' marriage was more of a curse to you, um, you can break that. You know, we talk about breaking generational curses. Uh, we have a tendency to pass on to our children whatever situation we were raised in. Um but you don't have to be stuck there. You you can always break the curse, and we we want you to be aware of that as well. Yeah, and and we really want to set this up uh, to kick this thing off by really kind of laying some groundwork, and this is really really important. Uh, we mentioned on social media the other day, and we talk about this again in our our family workshop. Children's number one fear in this world, and we're talking junior high down, specifically elementary school kids. And if you've got elementary school kids, um, this may blow you away. Their number one fear, if you ask them what are, what are you most afraid of, and they shot straight with you, according to statistics, their number one fear is that something will happen to their family, that something will happen to their mom and dad, something will happen to their home, their family is going to break up. That's so sad. And you, you may be shocked going, why would kids fear this? Why is this uh, something kids are afraid of? And that is because they go to school every day with their peers and they hear, you know, I haven't seen my dad in two years or my mom left this weekend or I live with my grandparents, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so they see that yes. every day. And so their greatest fear is the fact that something's going to happen to mom and dad. I have a I have a really really good friend that caught me one day and we were just fisting and he was was really you could tell look on his face something was really concerning to him and I asked him if he's okay and he had uh seen a his little girl who's in third grade her prayer request journal she she makes little prayer requests and leaves them on her bed that she prays for every day. And at the top of the list that day was, was, Lord, please don't let my family break up. And he was just, why would she ever pray that? Because she, he said, yeah, they we weren't got, having any yeah, trouble. So we got a great family. Yeah. Why is this on her prayer list? And it's because she saw that every day at school with her peers. So now here's why we say this. It's because when your children see you, not as mom and dad, but you acting as husband and wife in the home, you are giving them security and you're calming their fears. When, when they see you loving on each other and being affectionate, all these things we're going to talk about in a minute, they, they feel better about their marriage and family. So when, when you are just mom and dad, you're not helping any with that. But when you can let them see you being husband and wife, then all of a sudden they are kind of like, man, my mom and dad really love each other, mm -hmm. and yeah. this is good. Providing some security in and their world. And that provides mm -hmm. some security in this world. So, so how can parents do that? We're going to talk about seven things that your children need to, do, need to see in your marriage so that you can help provide security for them and to teach them about what marriage looks like. Yes. So the first thing that teaches them what marriage looks like is... Uh, when they see you sharing responsibilities, they need to see you sharing responsibilities. Uh, you know, they're going to they're learn 
how to do things from watching you. We talked about that. So share the load. Uh, you know, they should see dad clean in the house as much as they see mom clean in the house. Uh, you know, they should see mom helping out in the yard maybe as much as dad does. Um, dad's helping with the kids as much as mom is and, and vice versa. I mean, it's, it's all just about uh, teamwork and sharing the load, um, figuring out what, you know, who's good at what and then splitting responsibilities. Yeah. We, we lived in homes in the 80s, we'd mm -hmm. say that. We lived back in homes in the we 80s where in the 80s, in the 80s mm -hmm. that was a little bit more of a past uh, generational thing where our moms, for the most part, stayed home. There were times where they had other jobs and did things, but they kind of worked at home, took care of the house, watched the kids. Uh, dad would go to work, provide, that sort of thing. And so sometimes the, the responsibilities were not split. But that has changed today. It has changed. Because, Talk a little about that. I mean, most... In most families, I, we, sh we should look up a statistic. We did not. Yeah, we but should. But I, I don't know what the statistic is. Are you doing that? I'm You're doing that. Right you, on you, that. You tell them. <laughs> tell them about okay. why men need to be so, carrying the weight. So in so many homes, and we're fixing to throw a statistic at you, uh, both parties are working outside the home. Both the husband and the wife are working outside the home. And when that's the case, um, you know, you shouldn't come home from work, both of you and and dad plop down in his easy chair and mom still has to, you know, grocery shop and throw in a load of laundry and cook supper and help kids with their homework and get kids baths before bed. And, and we've seen that. We have seen that happen in some homes. And it, uh, yeah, it, let's just say that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, when, when and, and part of that is because they saw that. Maybe they, that's what they saw. They grew up. That and, is how and they grew up. Dad came home, sat down in the chair, yes. and didn't do anything. And, and now but, we live in a time where most likely yeah. their mom stayed home during the yeah. day, where she could could do a lot of those things during the day. But when mom's working outside the home all day, and then still has to come home and do all that, dad should not be sitting in his recliner. Yeah, <laughs> seventy. So. Wow, that's a of huge. Women, of mamas are working outside the home. That's, 78%. that's a huge percentage. Seventy-eight percent. So, so that's why you share the load. Your mm -hmm. children need to see you sharing the load. That uh, hey, and 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 you figure out those responsibilities. Our our responsibilities at our house. We've talked about this. Are still pretty traditional. Uh, I'm the guy that mows the lawn. You're the lady that does whatever, takes care of something at the house. Uh, but that's what we like to do. That's mm -hmm. kind of our wheelhouse, our comfort zone. But but share the responsibilities. There are times where I'm running vacuum cleaners and 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 putting up whatever it is. And so share the responsibility. Your children need to see that that dad can cook or dad knows how to do laundry and and mom can get out and do whatever. But share the load. Don't make it a we're a home where you know. Right. Just one person does the majority of the work. Yes. Number two, this is huge. This is really huge. This goes back to what we were talking about earlier. Your children need to see you dating uh, as husband and wife because we are really good about being mom and dad for our children and them seeing us as mom and dad, but they need to see you as a as y'all being husband and wife, meaning they need to see you go on a date. And they're going to say, why are y'all? why are we not getting to go? And you need to tell them, hey, we are married and we want some time together. We love each other and we need to spend time together. And that is important to us. And so they need to see you dating. That's putting security in their world. That's, That's a healthy right. thing to do. That's right. Uh, they got to see you having fun together uh, because, you know, marriage is more than just having a roommate and doing life together. Like you said, 
they got to see you having fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, that really does provide security when they're like, mom and dad really like each other. They like to have fun together. They like to go do things yes, together. Yes, they like to be together. Yep. So. And so find some things to do. Maybe it's going to walk. Uh, you may go, hey, we're not in a position right now. We can afford a babysitter. Um, if you can leave your kiddos home by themselves for a little while and you go around the block several times where it's just you two. Why are y'all doing that without us? Because we want some time alone. They need to see that you two love each other because they're going to apply this to their marriage someday and they're going to go, hey, my parents were affectionate. They loved one another even when the kids were in the home and we need to be doing the same thing. Yes. Which kind of ties it into It three. leads right into the next one, which is they need to see you being affectionate. Which means you it's okay if they say, gross, right. get a room. <laughs> you, you want them to say that every once in a while, right? Yeah. So um, if they catch yeah. you hugging, yeah. uh, touching, sitting in your husband's lap, or, you know, depending on whatever, husband, you can sit in her lap if she... You know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, be affectionate. Kiss. Kiss around your kids, uh, hold hands. Those are all things your children need to see you do because those are things that give them security and teach them that, hey, someday, you know, I, I really want my kids to know that they don't have to get married, but that marriage is a good thing and that you can have fun in marriage and be affectionate with one another. And those are those are good things. We hear that from our kids all the time, which is a good thing that we're, we're thankful now that they're adults, that they're saying things like, we're realizing now how important it was that we got to see y'all model a healthy marriage. Yes. Uh, they also need to see you praising one another. Uh, this needs to be a regular thing. You know, your kids need to hear you uh, giving compliments to each other, being each other's biggest cheerleader. Um, they they don't need to always hear, uh, you know, arguing and fighting and being critical about what you're, you know, what you're, what each other's doing, um, because that's what that's what they're going to learn. That's what you're going to pass on to them is what they're seeing you do. Are you being uh, uplifting and encouraging, or are you being negative and critical all the time? And if you are one of those people who like maybe maybe you like to joke around a lot. And if you joke about your spouse, whether it's their cooking, their inability to fix the car, whatever it is, I mean, you can, whether you're the husband or wife, if you're poking fun, your kids are going to pick up on that and they're going to do the same. Mm -hmm. uh, not just to your wife or your husband, but to their wife or their husband someday. And that's not healthy at all. And so they need to hear you saying things like, your mom is the best cook or your dad can grill a mean steak or y'all have the best dad or y'all have the best mom. They need to hear those things. They need to hear you talking good about one another and not just, uh, let's see what mom burned tonight for supper or right. let's, uh, you know, let's see what your dad tore up today mm -hmm. when he was trying to fix something. And so they need to hear you praising one another. That is important that they hear those things. Yeah. Uh, they also need uh, they need to see you, hear you arguing in a healthy way. Now we're not saying they need to see you argue or hear you argue, but they need to they need to figure out that it's going to happen. So if we're arguing, we need to invite them into the room to say, <laughs> "Hey, y'all, come watch no, us." No, but but if you know an argument does kind of arise when the kids are in the room, they don't need to see you fly off the handle. Mm -hmm. um, 
they need to see you be able to talk to each other in a kind and loving way, even though you're disagreeing, um, and, and to work through, you know, whatever it is. Their, your conflict resolution style will be their conflict resolution style. Yes. And so if you're, if you're going to yell and scream and throw things, that's what they're going to do someday. And that's not healthy. They need to see you. There are going to be times where you get frustrated with one another and you can still love each other and forgive one another. They need to see how you handle being frustrated with one another. Mm -hmm. And your children need to see this so they can know how to do it someday because they're going to be frustrated with their spouse someday. Yeah. And, and there's always, you know, times when you're going to have to say, you know, let's just talk about this later. Um, and that's fine because some things you can't solve right there in front of the kids and, and things need to be discussed more. But they still, you know, you still need to, they still need to see you respecting each other and all of those things that come along with it, even if you need to continue the conversation at a later time. Yeah, that is exactly right. Uh, number six out of seven, you, they need to see you practicing what you preach. So there's three keys to teaching your children what you want them to know. Model it. Model, model it, it and model <laughs> it. Yes. So you can tell them all day long. You don't do this. Uh, you don't tell lies. You don't. And and if you if they catch you doing that, then they're gonna go. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. uh, you have got to practice what you preach in in every way. You want your children to be honest. You better be honest. Um, you want your children to respect authority. Be cautious about how you speak about authority, mm -hmm. whether it's the police or the president or... Oh, they hear everything you're everything saying about you say. our government leaders and about their coaches and about your their, you know, their teachers and, and all of it. They're hearing all of it. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, they, they are going to learn to either respect or disrespect people in authority based on how you talk about people in authority. Yeah. And so you've got to practice what you preach in all of those things. You've got to show them with action, um, being honest and everything else. I remember one time years ago when our oldest boys were toddlers and our oldest got home from the grocery store with some gum mm -hmm. without it being paid for. Mm -hmm. And it would have been so easy for you to go, well, next time I'll just take this back up there or I'll just take it from him. I'll deal with it later, but you loaded both those boys back up by yourself and went back to the store and explained to our oldest son, you can't just take things without paying for them, you know. And yeah. so that's important that we practice what we preach. It is. Um, they have to see those things. Yes, they have to see you doing what's right, even if nobody else is going to know it. Yeah, um, that's important. Let's look at number seven. Uh, they need to see you making God a priority. This mm -hmm. is not at the bottom of the list on purpose. Yeah, uh, these aren't in any specific not order. Not in any order of importance. They All of these are important. Uh, and God is always, should always be at the top of the list. Uh, it, you know, when you're making him a priority, it just goes without saying he's at the top of the list. And it's important for your children to see you act on your faith. And it's easy to say God is number one in our family. But it's going to have to be action. Mm -hmm. I can say all day long, hey, boys, we love God and we're going to do what God wants us to do. But they're going to see it in the action. I told somebody the other day uh, that I was running around with that I was drug. I was drugged mm -hmm. by my parents at a young age. <laughs> and he kind of looked at me and I said, I was drugged to church every time the doors were open. Uh -huh. Whether I wanted to go or not as a young, as a young boy, I, 
three times a week, if we had some sort of gospel meeting or revival that was five days long, we were there. There was never an option. I, I never grew up doubting God wasn't a priority in our home. Mm -hmm. There was never a time where we went, you know, hey, let's stay home tonight and watch a movie um, on, a, on, a, on a church night or something like that. We started every meal with a prayer. There was never a time we ate that we did not stop and hold hands and have a prayer. There was just no doubt growing up that God was a priority in our home. And we've we've kind of lost some of that. And please don't get that wrong, but we've kind of we've kind of become people who have, you know, now it's kind of like God is and and God things can be moved to the back burner for anything. Mm -hmm. We don't work around God, we work God around our stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's really not what God wanted. And, and, and our kids need to see us, not just church, but reading our Bible, mm -hmm. praying together, that, that that's an important thing. Having some family devotionals, um, asking everybody, you know, sometimes when we make, take family trips, all our kids are grown. Two of them are married. We'll have a house full of people and we'll have a family trip and, and We'll get up that morning and send out a text to everybody going, all right, sometime today we're going to ask everybody what their favorite Bible verse is, so get it figured out. Um, those are things that we like to do just to bring some God into our daily conversations with our kids. And and we need to model that in front of our kids, that God's a priority. Um, we used to love, there was a, a thing in... Oklahoma, when we were our boys were growing up, called the Tulsa Workshop that mm -hmm. just had some really good classes about God, and we would we would load up and go uh, and have a great time, and we'd get our kids out of school. We would check them out, and there were times where principals would go, "Are we supposed to let you out to do this? You know, is this going to be unexcused?" And we'd go, "We would like for you to excuse it, but if it's not, we're still going to go." So our kids knew that, hey, we're going to try to make God a priority in our family, and that's just an important thing to do. Our kids need to see us uh, modeling things in our our marriage that's going to make them someday, not just now with security, but someday be better husbands and wives. Yes, and, and when you do things the way God intended for you to do things, uh, He will bless you, and things will just work better uh, in your marriage and family when you... When you do things the way God wants you to. Yeah. We, we tell in, in, in our book, Ten Ways to a Stronger Marriage, um, a story that I'll just share with you real quick as we close. And some of you have heard this if you've gone to our workshops. But uh, one of the things that I've done the past, all, about halfway through our marriage, I started open car door for you. Uh, you're an acts of service girl. And I thought, what is something I can do to show her I love her? And so I, I, when we go places, I'll open your car door for you. You usually close it. And about 80% of the time, I get that door for you. What I didn't realize when I started doing this was that our boys were watching me do that. And as they got a little older, every time we'd go somewhere as a family, they would get your door for you. Meaning... I couldn't do it. They would beat me to it. They didn't know why, but they just knew somebody's supposed to open the door for mom because mm -hmm. they've seen dad do that. Now we have children who open car doors for their wives, which I absolutely love because we've taught them something healthy about 
how to do marriage. And this was from example. This was not a, hey, I need to teach my kids how to do this. Uh, I was doing this for you, not for them. But they've picked up yes, on that. They, and they that was learned, very helpful. Yes, they learned a good habit yes. from watching you. And so, I'm sure I've taught them some bad habits well, as well. But that one worked out okay. We're, right? we're, the goal is is more good than bad because than we are bad. not perfect people. And, and we, under, you know, we understand that there are no perfect people. There are no perfect marriages. But the goal is to teach our children more healthy things and to model more healthy behavior than than we do the bad ones. Yep, that's right. So, Can I throw out a couple of things coming up? Yes. All right. We're going to be in Franklin, Tennessee. That's just outside of Nashville in July. And we want you to come. This is kind of a neat one. This is not a normal workshop that we do. Uh, this will not be hosted by a church. This will be in a hotel. And so come book a room for the weekend. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, there's no child care for this. This will be a good getaway weekend for you to come hang out. And so... Okay, it's still hosted by a church. Oh, yes, I said that wrong. There, <laughs> there's not, a church. Yes. The Mount Juliet Church of Christ yes. is hosting the workshop, but it's there's going to be at there. a hotel. Yes. And so it's held at a hotel, which is kind of what they were wanting to do, trying to encourage couples to come stay at a hotel So it will be similar to our getaway weekends that we've done in the past, where we've done them at hotels, and it's just a lot of fun to see it as a true getaway weekend. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So come hang out with us. And then in uh, August, we'll be in Borger, Texas, which is in the panhandle of Texas. Uh, you may look sometime at our map, anytime you want to, trainlee.com, of where we're going to be, where that is around you. We have couples that drive in and fly in from all over the U.S., come hang out with some weekend with us. We think you would like it. And then right now, tentatively, well, say that word for me. Tentatively. Tentatively. <laughs> That's a hard word. Uh, that might get you in trouble. That's Don't exactly say that word. okay. I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on July 31st, we have an online date night planned uh, where we will do a hour and a half kind of mini session of a workshop, kind of where we'll talk about husbands and wives and what to expect from marriage. If you've ever attended one of these, uh, you know they are fun, and we will send you a printable little workbook and some homework to do when it's over, and you will love it. But uh, more info on all of those things is on our webpage, trainly.com. Go find them. If you can't find them, email us. We'll send you a link. Yes. What else? Uh, I think you got it. Awesome. I'm going to go outside where it's about 69 <laughs> degrees right now. We're going to go sit on the porch. We're going to sit on the porch. Uh, hopefully our friends in Texas haven't melted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Y'all yes. have a great day. Thank you all for joining us. See you all in two weeks. Yes. Bye, guys.